Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode number 41 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Christy Lee. I hope you're having a fabulous, fabulous week. If you're listening to this episode just as it's gone live, it is likely around Christmas time, almost Christmas in fact. So I hope you're enjoying a break potentially and business is closed down for you um, or you're certainly enjoying this busy season if you're in one of those industries where this is in fact the crazy time of year. So I do hope you're doing well whatever you are up to and thank you for joining me here on the podcast. It's so fabulous to have you here. Today is part three of our six-part series called Unleash the Power of Your People. Now, this series is all about giving you really easy to implement practical strategies that you can get happening right inside your business to help you create a great team and to get the best out of the people that you've got in your business to really unleash the power of your people. Because I'm pretty sure you didn't get in business to do all the things and work all the hours and yet that's the reality we find ourselves in sometime. So I'm here to give you some easy to implement ideas to get things happening within your team so that you have to do less of those things. So in week one, we introduced the series and we spoke about these episodes being short, practical, sharing easy to implement ideas and shared with you the benefits of implementing these things and what they could have on you and your business. Last week in part two, we really spoke about getting the team together and the importance of doing that. And specifically, we discussed how to create and maintain practical, useful, valuable team meetings, team meetings that are not a waste of time, team meetings that actually happen, most importantly, and team meetings that work well, whether you've got an on-site team, an off-site team, or a hybrid team, which is probably the reality for many of you now, is that you've got a real mixture in your business. And team meetings can be so powerful in getting stuff done, but of course they need to be done well. So that's what we spoke about last week. How did you go with that? Have you implemented team meetings as a result of last week's episode or are you planning to do that in 2021? Or perhaps you already do team meetings, but you took away some new ideas as to how to improve them and make them more effective and productive because a great team meeting should set you up for success for the week or the month, depending on how often you're having them. So hopefully you've been able to take away some ideas to really help with that in your business. And of course, the reason we're bringing you this series is really simple. I truly believe that you cannot build a successful business that is super sustainable and delivers you the success by however you measure that, as well as the freedom you seek without people and without having the right people in the right roles at the right time. And I know from experience that it's possible and really achievable to have those right people. And once you've got them, it's this part. It's what you do with them next it is really where the rubber hits the road. It's where you get the benefit of all the effort you spent finding the right people, creating the right roles. 
doing these strategies that we're sharing in this series of episodes for you is really where you're going to get the most out of the people in your team. You want to create an environment where they can thrive, where they feel nurtured, and where they are empowered to do the things that you need them to do to give you the success and the freedom that you need so that you don't spend all of your days, not only doing all of the things, but all of your days managing people and managing your team, because I'm pretty sure that's not why you got in business. So these strategies that we're sharing in this series are really all about things that you can do, easy to implement in your business to get your team doing the things that you need them to do. So as I said, today is part three of our six-part series. And today we're looking at yet another strategy to get things done, to get things done specifically without you having to do them. I'm talking about shifting something from your plate onto someone else's. We are talking about mastering the art of effective delegation. Stephen Sanofsky says, when you can delegate work to a a member of your team, your job is to clearly frame success and describe the objectives. And that's exactly what we're going to cover today, the process to go through to effectively delegate something to someone on your team. Because I'm sure we've all delegated before, but how well have we actually delegated? Because as your business grows, and if you want it to continue to grow, you have to, you must master the art of effective delegation. It's not only important for your sanity, which is very important, but it's also important as a development tool for your team. It's something that engages the team, which is really important. We've spoken about engagement a lot in the podcast before. And in fact, next week's part of our series, part four, we're talking all about engagement, but delegating tasks, it fosters engagement, it fosters team development, and more can get done. The more you can effectively delegate, the more your business can do. That's the reality. You can only do so much. One person can only do so much. So mastering the art of really effective delegation is critical to your business growth and success. So at the end of today's episode, your action item is really simple. Pick one task, pick one employee and delegate it. Get it off your plate and onto theirs. If that is one of the first things you do when you return to work in 2021, what a great way to start the year. Rather than taking on more, you're pushing away something else that you can free yourself of that's going to encourage positivity and development amongst your team and that's going to mean you can get more done. Perfect. What a great way to start the new year. So today we're going to talk about how to master that art of delegation. Now to help really frame this up for you, what I have is a step-by-step framework, I guess, is what I would call it, that you could take this one task and this one employee and apply this framework and get comfortable with the process. So if you're not a great delegator or it's something you struggle with or you're just not certain where to start, this is a great framework for you to follow. And by starting with an employee that you really trust is, is one that will just get the job done, This is they're the perfect person to practice this framework with because you know they'll get it done no matter how well you delegate. So you can master the art of delegating on them before you move on to delegating to teams or to um, other more challenging employees. So let's unpack this framework. Now, the first step is often the hardest, yet the most important. You need to learn to let go. (laughs) Not all that easy for some of us, is it? You need to learn to let go and you need to be prepared not 
to micromanage once you delegate because that is just undermining all the positive impacts that you put in place by doing the delegation. So that means that you need to be prepared to stand back and watch things unfold and perhaps they won't be done exactly as you might do them, but if the end result is the same, does it really matter? So you really need to learn to let go. You need to trust that your employee will get it done and by using the rest of the framework, you're going to give them a really clear structure as to what that needs to look like and that they'll get it done within the framework you've provided with them and they'll let you know if something's going wrong or they're stuck because you're going to provide them with a way to do that. So you need to be prepared mentally to let go of this because if you're not prepared to do that, then you're setting it up for complete failure, to be honest, right from the outset. Learning to let go is the foundation piece of effective delegation. So once you've got your head around that, (laughs) now we get on to the nitty gritty. Of course, the first thing you need to do is choose wisely. So you need to choose a task that you know the employee will be good at. That seems obvious, but there's no point delegating a task you know someone's going to really struggle with and that really doesn't sit in their wheelhouse. It's not going to be effective. So picking a task you know they will be good at, ideally something in their real zone of genius and something that, that you know they will love. If you can delegate something that you know they will thrive in and love, that is a really helpful piece on the engagement part, but they'll also be extra committed because they really want to do well because they want to get more of this work if it's what they love. So they'll be keen to please if you can pick something like that. And of course, choose wisely. As I mentioned earlier, choose wisely the person you're delegating to, especially if you're not great at delegation and this is the first time you're trialing this, choose someone that you really trust and that will communicate with you openly. Once you've got your task and you've got your employee that you're delegating to, at the outset, I want you to explain the why. Where does this thing, this task, this project fit in to the bigger picture? Think of it like part of a machine in your business. This is a cog that seems insignificant on its own, but if this cog doesn't do its job, then there's a flow-on effect to other teams, other departments, other individuals, perhaps the customer even. Explaining that at the outset frames up for the employee why this is so important. It gives them context around the task that you're delegating and helps them to see the importance of successfully getting this done, perhaps getting this done within a certain time frame or whatever it might be. It helps paint the bigger picture. They can see where it fits into the end result and they will be therefore more committed to getting it done properly for you. If it seems like an insignificant outlier of a task, They'll get it done, but they're far less likely to be really committed and invested in getting it done when they can see where it fits into the bigger picture and the positive and negative impacts it can have on other people and the whole business, they're going to be far more invested. So make sure you really paint that picture at the outset. Before you get into the detail of the task, paint the picture about why and where this sits and how it's important and what the flow on effects might be because people don't like to let other people down. It's kind of human nature. So that if, if they know that not getting this done means that they're going to let the next person down, they won't like that. So they'll really make an effort to do things well. Once you've set up the framework about where and why and the bigger picture, you want to provide some very clear and concise, specific instructions. You cannot expect someone to read your mind and you can't expect them to know 
something that you might think is obvious or common sense because they have a different lens on. They're not thinking the same way as you because they're not inside your head. And I know lots of employers think that, well, they should know this or that's obvious. It's not obvious and they don't know it because they're not you. And that is okay because it's not their business and they're not the leader and they're not in a senior role. They're your employees. And so it's okay that you need to instruct them clearly and concisely. And so stop expecting them to read your mind. So you want to instruct them, of course, on what the task is. Pretty important. Also, some more specifics around perhaps what the required outcome. If there are some deadlines that need to be met, if there is a particular process that they need to follow in completing the task, what the steps and the stages are along the way. It might be important how they complete the task. Whatever it is, whether it's a small task or a big project, you want to give very clear and concise instructions so that there's, they're never left guessing about what is expected from them. Remember, employees really want to know what we expect from them and then how they're doing against that. So by giving clear instructions, they know very clearly what's expected of them. There's no fuzzy gray areas involved. So giving clear instructions. And then on top of that, setting the parameters. This is about setting the boundaries. And you know, I've spoken on the podcast before about how important I think that is. Because when people don't know the rules and they don't know the boundaries, they instinctively and intuitively make up their own. And that's not what you want here. So you need to set those parameters and boundaries. This might be things about when you expect updates from them and how you expect updates from them. It might be that you want a weekly check-in. It might be that you expect to be notified when certain milestones are achieved or when a project is finished or a task is finished. This again will depend on the scale of what you're delegating. If you're delegating a really repeatable and menial uh, weekly task, it might be simply a matter of um, shoot me an email and let me know when that's done each week or let me know what the result was. But if it's a bigger project, it might be far more complex than that. You might be asking for a weekly email update. You might be expecting a monthly check-in meeting. You might want them communicating at certain milestone points so that you know that um, timing-wise the project is on track. Whatever it looks like, set those parameters and boundaries up right at the beginning and stick to them. Both of you need to stick to them. If you're not available for that meeting that you expect them to have, then that's on you, not on them. So setting those parameters. Of course, you also need to make sure though that you are providing resources and training. So if this is a new task for this person, you need to train them or you need to get someone to provide the training for them. Perhaps they need training on a different computer system or a different tool or uh, training in a particular area of the business. You need to make sure they've got the training required to be successful in the task that you're delegating to them. And they need to have the right resources. That might be about physical resources. It might be access to a certain part of the database that they're usually blocked off from. It could be people resources. Maybe they need to build a team to get this project done. Whatever it is, make sure they have it. Otherwise, you are setting everything up for failure and that's not fair on them or you. So making sure you've got the right resources and training in place. And... Aside from delegating the task, you also need to think about delegating the responsibility and the scope of authority, which might sound a little odd. So you're delegating the responsibility for getting the task done, but you're also delegating the responsibility. And the, that might mean the responsibility to make decisions in order to achieve the desired outcome. So you might be delegating an authority level. Now, this could be a monetary authority level, or it could be authority to make the decisions needed up to a certain point. 
It could be authority to bring in team members, authority to uh, work on this for a certain number of hours per week. Whatever that looks like, make that clear for the person that you're delegating to and make it clear at what point they no longer have that authority and when they need to defer to you for further decisions or further expenditure, whatever it might be. So having a very clear scope of authority and within that, letting them get on with it, letting them do what they need to do within their scope of authority. If you can do all of those things, you will have successfully delegated to someone. And there is an important further step, and that is the debrief step. Once it's all said and done, once the task is over or the project is complete, provide feedback and give some positive reinforcement, some positive encouragement. You want to let them know which parts they did really, really well, which parts they really shined and met your expectations. They don't have to exceed your expectations for you to give positive feedback. This is a new task you're delegating. You want to positively encourage the fact that they did what was expected. And never underestimate here the value of a good old-fashioned thank you. If they have just taken something off your plate and put it on theirs, you are now relieved of something else. So feel free to say thank you and they will really, really appreciate it. Importantly, in the debrief stage as well, you also may need to unpack unpack the process with the employee in a bit more detail. This is especially true if it's a longer project style um, delegation that you've undertaken. So you might want to walk through the process so that you can see how they've achieved the goal. You might want to be even providing some coaching to them in this debrief process about perhaps things that they might have missed or opportunities that they didn't quite see that might have uh, made things faster or better, um, providing them some coaching as to how they handled the, the project. So you might be delivering them some improvement strategies so that they can improve next time to help them grow. But the likelihood is if you've delegated this effectively, they have largely been successful in getting this done. And that being the case, don't focus on all the negatives. Give them all the positive feedback and, of course, also bet in that coaching for the room for improvement so that next time you delegate, they can get better and better and better. But don't forget to also give that positive reinforcement and that positive encouragement. What will be the outcome if you can effectively delegate something in your business? You're going to have an employee that feels empowered, trusted, energized. You have one less thing on your plate and you've just given yourself free time to focus on something else in your business. It's great for you and it's great for them. So let's recap the art of masterful delegation. Number one, learn to let go. Be ready to let go in order to delegate effectively. Number two, choose wisely. Choose the task and choose the individual wisely. Number three, explain the why. Where does this fit in the bigger picture? Why is it important in the scheme of the business? Really paint that picture for them at the outset. Number four is to instruct clearly and concisely. And number five is setting up those parameters and boundaries so we know where the success lies. Number six is to make sure you've got the resources and training provided to the employee to set them up for success. And number seven is to make sure you're delegating the responsibility and the authority. And importantly, number eight is make sure you debrief and provide the positive encouragement that's that's reasonable and recognized when they've done the right thing for you. 
So to recap your task, pick one task, pick one employee, and get something off your plate and onto someone else's. If you're not sure where to start with that, you don't know who to choose, choose someone that you trust will communicate with you, that will let you know if they get stuck, and that will largely get the job done no matter what. That is someone that you can practice this delegation on. In terms of the what to delegate, my advice here, if you're really uncertain, is to start with something small. Start with something that's repeatable, possibly something that's a bit more menial and really shouldn't be, you know, something you're spending time on, and something that is really easy for you to train someone to do. So something that's not going to take up a huge amount of your time in training. These are the easiest things to delegate if you're uncertain where to start. A really simple, uh, repeatable uh, process that happens in your business day in, day out, or week in, week out, and you can get off your plate and onto someone else's. Follow this framework, set yourself and the employee up for success, and you will quickly find that you have one less thing on your plate. And, and then you've got the confidence to keep on going with that as well, which is super exciting as a business owner and really important as a leader or a manager of people, because it's not just important to you, it is also important to them. So that is our part three of Unleash the Power of Your People. And in next week's episode, part four, we are moving the discussion to engagement, the importance of employee engagement, how much impact it has on the bottom line. And I'm going to share with you some engagement strategies that, again, you can pick just one and get it implemented into your business. I'm super excited to bring this series to you to share some practical, easy to implement strategies so that you can unleash the power of your people in your business. If you can take just one idea away from each and every episode in this series, imagine what that can create for you. It's going to give you more time. You'll have more freedom. There'll be less things on your desk or on your plate to handle. You're going to have a more engaged workforce. You're going to have a team where you've done some training and development by delegating tasks to them, and they're going to be ready and wanting to do more for your business. Now, as I mentioned, we've got a free ebook for you to really help you implement these strategies. It goes a little bit deeper than what we cover here on the podcast. If you want to grab your free copy of that, head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com, click on episode number 41, and you'll be able to grab your ebook right there. So peoplepoweredbusiness.com, episode number 41. So that's it for me today. I hope you've enjoyed part three. Can't wait to join you next week for part four um, of our six-part series, Unleash the Power of Your People. Have a great week.